everybody. This is the Spurs Insider, our NBA podcast from the San Antonio Express News. Become a subscriber and read more in-depth sports coverage at expressnews.com. I'm Mike Finger, joined by Jeff McDonald and Tom Worsborn this week, back in the studio, uh, handling some summer topics. Uh, the NBA never takes a day off or a week off, and we've got uh, this edition of the roundtable. We've got Marcus Morris, the would-have-been Spur, maybe briefly Spur, not sure how to de- define that. Lots of other free agency news. we got Russell Westbrook changing teams. Uh, we want to get right into it with Marcus Morris. And how long was he a Spur, uh, Jeff McDonald? Well, I was going to say I have verbally committed to be here for this podcast today, but I also have a one-year, $15 million offer from the Knicks that I'm contemplating. So I might not be here very long. If you if you listen to the the people out there, you got to consider state taxes as to whether or not you want to go do that uh, that podcast with the Knicks. That's a, that, that's a big factor these days. Good point. Cost of living. Cost of living. That sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, what went wrong and how much did it hurt the Spurs? How much did it hurt the Spurs? I mean, you know, what was interesting was the Marcus Morris thing kind of seemed like it was going to be extra, right? Like we were sitting here the last time we had this podcast speaking about Damari Carroll re-signing Rudy Gay, and that was their offseason. And I thought that was okay. Like it didn't blow you away, but that was okay. They addressed some some needs. So uh, in, in that in that from that perspective, they still have those two guys and and address those needs. I think we're we're not getting the guy you did not getting a guy in Marcus Morris that you didn't think you were going to get in the first place. Where that hurts you is you traded Davis Bertans to make it happen, and you weren't going to do that otherwise. Yes, that's the whole that's the whole gist of this. It's not that Marcus Morris didn't come here. It's that you traded a. I keep mentioning this in, in, in print, but I mean, Davis Bertans was a uh, unbelievable success story in terms of the Spurs development and finding a guy that, uh, that people didn't necessarily know about. I mean, he was a throw in into a trade at one point and he became a productive NBA player for this organization, a guy that everybody liked having around. And they did not trade Davis Bertans eagerly. I mean, it's not like they were putting him on the market. We need to get rid of this guy. You traded him because you think that Marcus Morris can give you more for this for this particular team and he just kind of becomes a casualty in all this right Tom and we, yeah we lose a great time killer uh, in that period we can go into the locker room exactly. before games and and you know Dobbs would always give us good stuff when you when you had a specific question for him but you could also kill time and chit chat with him about any topic and I know this is a huge <laughs> uh, concern for the, the listeners and the fans out there to, to make sure that the beat writers the reporters have have ways to kill time in the locker room exactly. but to that point I mean you like to see uh, personable people succeed and be happy and Dobbs was that type of guy for us just always kind of outgoing and and friendly and I I think that made him popular not only with reporters but with his teammates teammates, yeah he could give and take with the best of them from what I could tell yeah which which was really neat to see yeah and Uh, and basketball wise he was a guy with value and now you've traded that with for for nothing I mean the Spurs would have loved to have kept him under these circumstances and 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 he would have contributed next year or he had all kinds of interest around the league they could have traded him for something rather than nothing if that's if that's what they're going to trade him for you you lose not only what he gave you on the floor which i mean by now spurs fans kind of realize what he is i don't think he's going to make any more huge leaps as a player he's a he's a great shooter uh, he's the classic stretch for not the best defender in the world, never will be, not the best playmaker, but he definitely has a role in today's yeah, he's a NBA. Six ten, Steve Kerr. Right, exactly. And um, um, that's the other part of this. Yes, they end up uh, signing Trey Lyles, which we can get into later. But 
um, if they did not think that Marcus Morris was coming. Um, and to review for anybody who has not been following this, they had a, they had a, a deal in principle with Marcus Morris uh, on a two-year deal worth about $20 million. Um, before that is signed, Marcus Morris gets a $15 million one-year one offer with the Knicks, decides to take that instead. Um, if, if Bertans was still around, not only would you have that production, but you'd have that trade chip, like you just mentioned. And if you could use that salary if you wanted to pursue, just to throw a name out there, this is not reported info, but like an Andre Iguodala or somebody like that. The, 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 the Dobbs contract kind of matches up better. Now you don't have that anymore, and you're hamstrung in a way where you do go sign a guy in Trey Lyles, who might end up being great, but I think for right now, at this moment, you'd rather have Bertans and Trey Lyles. Yeah, and from a broader perspective, it's just a continuation of uns spur-like things happening to this franchise yeah. that, that we're, you know, we're not used to seeing. The fans certainly aren't. Uh, just, to, um, you know, going back to Kawhi and R.C. Buford has to deal with this stuff that hasn't been dealt with in a long time. A part of it is just that's how the NBA works now. Players have taken complete control of their own destiny, so to speak, and more power to them. But, yeah. I mean, it takes some adjusting to, to that new reality. I mean, they were they were shocked Kawhi did what he did, and they were shocked Marcus Morris did what he did. But I think that's been, going to become more of the norm in the NBA going forward, that, that teams are just going to have to learn how to how to you know, navigate around, um, as opposed to these these outliers that they've been up to this point. Not, not a lot of uh, – I don't think there's been a lot of examples of, of the Morris situation um, in terms of having an agreement during that, that no. during that down period, and then and then backing out, and and um, another kind of side plot to this, which I don't know how much we want to discuss too much, but uh, the guy, the common denominator with a lot of these guys that the Spurs are dealing with is Rich Paul, who's best known as being LeBron James's guy. Um, he was the representative for Marcus Morris, and apparently is not anymore. Um, he is the representative of Trey Lyles. He's the representative of DeJounte Murray. And so um, a lot of Spurs fans out there are upset with this agent. But, like, why are we dealing with, uh, with LeBron James's agent? But, I mean, you deal with every agent these days. Yeah, I, I like that. I got some of that on Twitter. Like, we should never deal with any sort of Rich Paul player again. Well, okay, let's just not have an NBA team. Exactly. <laughs> because he, he's got all the good players. The, the, the agents and the players have the power in today's NBA, and you just have to kind of suck it up and get used to it. What uh, move, move on to Trey Lyles. What, what do we know about him, Tom, and, and how do you think he fits? Well, he's part of that youth movement. He fit, you know, what do they have? About eight players now that are all in that uh, 20, 22, 23 um, year old range. Um, you know, he needs work. He needs development. Um, had a great season, not a great season, but a good season two years ago. Um, averaged about 10 points, four rebounds. Then he had hamstring issues last uh, last year. So with the Spurs development staff, maybe he improves as a three-point shooter. Certainly has to improve defensively, but he's got some potential. I'm I'm not saying it's uh, you know he's not Morris, but uh, you know this could work out. It could be a better a better a better plan B than what people think. Yeah, I think you call it a reclamation project. He is a former lottery pick. He's one of those Kentucky guys. Um, you know, he's 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 been around the league a little bit with Utah and, and Denver. Um, it says something about the league that uh, the reclamation project, which you're absolutely right, is 23 years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 
Um, you know, he's got some, he seems to have some skills for a guy his size, but the, the fact that he can't seem to shoot would be sort of a red flag in today's NBA. That's something he's going to have to improve. And if, but it's also one of those, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I mean, it was a, it was a plan B. You had nothing, you had nothing else to do with that spot. I don't, I don't think, as we mentioned earlier, I don't think they trade Davis Bertans if they knew the payoff was Trey Lyles. Yeah. And nothing against Trey Lyles. I just don't think that was the plan. As, I think you can say that without insulting uh, Trey Lyles, without insulting the Spurs, without really blaming anybody. It just it, they, they did not come out on top in this circumstance. And like Tom mentioned earlier, um, there's been two decades of things working out for them, and now they don't always happen that way anymore. Um, moving on, both of you guys got to spend some time uh, out west at, at Summer League. Um, it, Salt Lake was first. Tom made that trip. What what stuck out from that trip, and and kind of what, what what was the take back from that? Well, Lonnie, you know, Lonnie's the big story from from summer league, and and uh, he certainly um, showed a lot of improvement in Salt Lake City. Uh, you know, I kind of focused in after that Utah game. Uh, when he missed a three-pointer at the buzzer that could have won it, um, it was a contested shot. Uh, still, it was a good look, but he's improved in that area. Uh, his mid- mid-range shots, uh, uh, you know, he's doing well in that area, but he still needs work on his three-point shot. He showed, uh, showed some signs of improvement in Salt Lake. Um, you know, the rookies were fun to watch. Luca, Keldon Johnson, uh, um, Weatherspoon, they were all fun to watch. Uh, the, the word that was used with them throughout Salt Lake City was moxie. I mean, those guys just, you know, uh, Ahern, uh, uh, Blake Ahern talked about that a lot. He, he liked just how they were not awed by the moment, not that it's a big moment in, in Summer League, but, um, yeah, they just uh, they showed some moxie. And somewhat surprisingly – or, or uncharacteristically for the Spurs, all three of them are going to have uh, are going to be with them this year. I mean, even even the Weatherspoon signed to yeah. a two way deal. So yeah. for most years, you're maybe one team, one draftee is with the team. There were years when no draftees were with the team. That's right. This year, there's going to be three guys that are at least hanging around, not playing a lot probably, but hanging around. Yeah, my takeaway from the Las Vegas portion was that the Austin Spurs are going to be pretty good <laughs> next year. Yeah, they're going to have a pretty good team because um, um, that's where those rookies are going to spend the most sure. of their year for sure. But but I mean. Like a lot of rookies, but especially in the case of Johnson and, and uh, Luca, nineteen-year-old rookies, you can see a lot to like and a lot to yeah. a lot of raw spots where you want them to work that out, where they're not affecting the NBA team as much. The, the, you mentioned the, the the word moxie or whatever. The, the guy that really impressed me the most really was was Keldon Johnson out of that group. Just yeah. he's he has the look sometimes of a guy that's just going to be one of those. Um, one of those dog kind of defenders and and players. He 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 was a guy that just he's 19 and wasn't taking crap from anybody out there. And I, yeah. I like to see that. I covered the uh, uh, Little Russ game where he was dubbed Little Russ by uh, uh, Thomas Robinson. And uh, you know he that's that's hyperbole. We all know, but he he did fill up the stat sheet. And uh, granted that Lonnie Walker wasn't on the court that night, but uh, still he flashed his potential in so many different areas. Where is uh, where is Lonnie Walker? Going? going to fit on the big team this year that's that's I think one of the more compelling questions for this team moving forward because he showed so much and and Jeff you and I were talking or I got, I, maybe you had mentioned it to others last year when people when people talked about how Lonnie needs to move up to the to the NBA team because all these other guys like DeJounte and Derek White made the similar leap and he's clearly ready well for a lot of 
Lonnie's Austin time last year, he wasn't dominating. Like like Derek Walker, when he was in Austin, he was putting up huge stat lines. DeJounte the same way. Lonnie didn't dominate Austin or the G League um, to the point those guys did, but he did look really good in the Summer League. And, and this could be um, kind of more verification that the Spurs were on the right time frame with him in terms of letting him get his feet wet. Um, becoming comfortable at that level, and now he's ready to kind of make the next leap. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that looks like on the NBA level this year, and where he fits in the rotation. I could, I could certainly see um, scenarios where you're just not. I mean, can you really play Marco Bellinelli over this guy at this point? Or, you know, or maybe Patty doesn't play as much, and, and Lonnie gets those minutes. I could certainly see that. Um, I could certainly see them taking their time because they do. But I know there's, there are some people on the staff that are really pushing for let's, let's. Give Lonnie Walker sort of a sink or swim moment this year and see if see what we got there because he's going to be the most athletic person on the roster. He's going to do things that nobody else on the, the roster except for maybe Dejounte can do. So let's let's see what he's got. Let's see if he can fit in. Let's see if he can raise his game to the level of of um, you know NBA caliber competition. He's he's jumped up to summer league. Can he make that next little jump? We've, we've toyed with um, depth charts and you know it's it's one thing to say. Now Patty Mills and Marco Bellinelli are third string, but I mean over the course of an 82 game season, every everybody, so many people get like just banged up from game to game. There's rest nights. Uh, Patty and Marco are gonna play, and and Marco, I mean, was a as as kind of erratic and, and up and down as he was last year. He was a big reason why they made the playoffs. He 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 had some big games that 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 got them to win a couple of games. And I know you're kind of rolling your eyes, but I mean Marco was a he he provided some value last year. He was he was a net negative in the playoffs. He was. A, ne- uh, a negative lot, some lot of guys were yeah. they're outside shooters. Um, Mar- Marco can can uh, contribute to a winning team, can contribute to to victories during an NBA season. And yes, I think when you go into a season and you decide how, as a coaching staff, you're going to divvy up playing time this year, absolutely Lonnie Walker should be a higher priority than Marco Bellinelli or Patty Mills. But those guys are going to play. I think everybody's going to play. And going back to what we talked to in the last podcast, the Spurs do not have the star power um, that a lot of teams in the Western Conference do, but they can go. They have third stringers that have that have won games and that are, that are probably going to be going to play important roles this year. And and how much does that depth pay off during the year? We don't know yet, but I, I think it's it's definitely a team strength. Right, but it's also hard to play fourteen guys a night. You're not going to. Yeah, I know. Did you think at at this time last year that um, Bryn Forbes was going to be starting a point guard in in November? I mean, he they were looking for ways to get. One of the reasons that Tony Parker left last year is because they had too many point guards, and you had uh, Dejounte and Derek White and all these guys. I think it's fair to say at this time last year. We didn't know where or how or if Bryn Forbes was going to play at all. And he became at all. Yeah. huge. So, no, you're not going to play 14 guys a night. And there are going to be nights when uh, Patty doesn't play, when Marco doesn't play, maybe when even Lonnie Walker doesn't play. But I think over the course of a season, these things kind of work their, their way out. Um, anything else from Summer League that sticks out? Yeah, Eubanks showed some improvement. Another tossing in those seventy styles hooks. Yeah, you know, gotta appreciate uh, the hook shot. But no, he's he's shown some improvement. I, you know, he's a two way guy. 
not going to probably enter into their plans too much, but he's he's shown some improvement. One of the the questions that uh, uh, I noticed Jeff was getting on on Twitter was about how why the Spurs don't have another center. But I mean, and and, yeah. and these. Uh, uh, in this era of the, of the league, I mean, you, Lamarcus and Pirtle are your centers, and if anything should happen, you can you can throw a Eubanks in there for yeah. you know a night as a backup or a, or a Metu or whatever. I, I think yeah. the way the league is changing, they're they're perfectly fine in terms of size. We didn't get to see Chemezi uh, because of the foot injury, but yeah, it would be interesting to see what he does in training camp and preseason if he's he's uh, shown some improvement. Um, if we want to uh, broaden our scope beyond just the Spurs, uh, it was kind of a, a, a boring summer for the NBA in terms of player movement. What, what? Uh, even since the last time we talked, I think there was no Ka- Kawhi was still deciding. Uh, Russell Westbrook was still a, a member of the Thunder, and uh, the so was Paul George. So was Paul George. Uh, first of all, Kawhi. I think. All three of us were kind of. Ex- if, if you would ask any of us throughout the season, the Clippers have always been a favorite. I mean, they they fired our good friend Bruce Bowen to make way for this a long time ago. So, um, but but any any reaction to where Kawhi ended up and, and kind of how that happened? Um, I think I think the um, the surprise was the Paul George part. Like yeah. it, it came kind of in in ten or fifteen minute waves. Um, and I was that was actually the night of the earthquake game out in Las Vegas, and so I had come back to the hotel to sort of put up a couple of graphs on that on the li- on online, and uh, just ended up happened to sit at a table with, and this was before any of that happened, but the only other writers there were from L.A. and Oklahoma City, and all of a sudden one of them was like, "Hey, did you see this about Kawhi Leonard going to the Lakers and I mean the Clippers?" And so they're all scrambling. And then I think I was the one who was like, uh, did you see this about Paul George? And then the Oklahoma City guys are all scrambling. And I was just laughing and laughing because all I had was a stupid earthquake to write about. There was, uh, the, the, there was somebody else's problem for a change yeah. after, after the year that uh, all of us had with Kawhi. But then, was, but then like two days later, the Marcus Morris thing happened. And I've, it felt like that was karma for me laughing at those guys. Um, so the Clippers were a good team to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah. they're the favorite in my, in my mind. I, I would agree. Gallinari and you upgrade with uh, – with Kawhi and Paul George, they've got a very good coach. Yep. I mean, they're the favorites. You throw Pat Beverly in there, I don't know yeah. how anybody scores on that team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, I, I think that once that, I, I guess the, the Paul George news leads into what Russell Westbrook being right. on the market. Right. And there was Miami out there for a while that seemed like a possibility. I think – a lot of people always wondered if Houston would do it, but it still came as kind of a surprise to see it actually happen. And um, my my point on what the Rockets did is, I guess they're in a position where you have to do something. But that's going to be that has the potential to be uh, it's cliche, but boom or bust in a huge, huge way. Like it can be, they can be incredibly. Um, uh, just dynamic on offense with those two guys. Two just forces of nature in James Harden and, and Russell Westbrook. But if this thing goes bad, it can go bad in a major, major way. And I guess that's just the gamble you take when you're in Daryl Morey's spot. Yeah, I was wondering, do we think Houston is better today, worse today, the same, or we just don't know because... I think the variance is higher. Yeah. I think that before this trade, 
you kind of knew what Houston was going to be because we've already seen Harden and Paul play together, and you figured they're probably going to win 55 games, finish first, second, or third in, in the in the standings in the conference, and then kind of have the same playoff run that they've had before. This thing, they could be the the, the just the, the most dominant team in the league at times if 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 Russ and and Harden play together for a while. But there, if the if it falls apart, you go back to like that Lakers team when yeah. when everybody thought that yeah. when they had Steve Nash and yeah. Dwight Howard and all those guys. I mean, things can fall apart in a hurry. I mean, what, makes, what makes James and Westbrook separately so good is them having the ball in their hands all the time. I don't know what one of those guys is if he's standing around watching the other guy. That's the question. I mean, I guess you you can stagger them, some in a way. So sometimes it's just one or the other. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I like Chris Paul was older, so and kind of getting on his last legs and whatnot. But that that fit was a little better to me because he was more of a he could, he could help you out even when he didn't he didn't have to. And where and where does he end up? You know, yeah, uh, that's an intriguing it. question yeah. in itself. The, the Thunder are kind of an interesting team now. They have a lot of these parts that came from elsewhere, and they're not terrible. Yeah. But the West is so good, and that leads into, I think, what we're going to finish with in this roundtable. Um, it's hard to find teams in the West that just we, we absolutely know are going to miss the playoffs. I mean, it's maybe like the Suns and the, and the Grizzlies. Um, Timberwolves. Tim, Timberwolves, who aren't terrible. Where Sacramento's better. I mean, last year at this time, the Timberwolves were like the eight seed that was going to be on the rise. Right. And they didn't really, I mean. Right. They're, they're, now they're back to just probably a lottery team. We've we said this many times. I think we said it last year. We said it all summer. The Spurs can be better than they were last year and maybe not win as many games. And you can say that about a lot of Western Conference teams. Um, it sounds like you know heresy to say that the Spurs might not make the playoffs. They've been doing it for two and a half decades now. But, I mean, th- this could be a better team, and I think it will be a better team with DeJounte Murray back and with um, – you know, Damari Carroll and some of these guys that they brought in, they're going to be better. But the win, the automatic wins just aren't there anymore. And, and, and you know, to, wanted to get you guys' opinion on, on, you know, what are the playoff chances? Well, not, I mean, not to, <laughs> not to use the old cliche or, or, but they, they really need to get off to a good start in this season because the one advantage they're going to have over all these other new, reconstructed teams is is this continuity thing they need to they need and the schedule will be interesting too when it comes out because they need a schedule that works out for them if they can bank a lot of wins early while the rest of the league tries to catch up then i think they might have uh, you know they'll improve their chances a lot if if if, if they're getting pounded at the beginning of the year then i think you're you're in a little bit of trouble because the rest of the league will catch up and and um you won't have that cushion built in and I think they'll be better early. What was the big problem last year early? It was the defense. But with Carroll, DeJounte back, they'll be better defensively. So I think, I think they, they'll avoid that bad start. Not seeing the schedule, of course. Right. Yeah. There's going to be, in, in, in a weird way, a lot of pressure on that team right away to win. Like, like you guys are talking about, the, the, a, a, a bad start could doom this team and that's going to sound ridiculous too because traditionally the team has come together during the rodeo road trip and stuff like that but not lately not lately and uh and i i, I think that will be a uh, 
an important thing to watch to, to make sure that they take advantage of their opportunities when they have them. But I do think some of these, also some of these teams we think are playoff locks are going to wind up not being playoff locks, yeah. like we saw with the Lakers last year. Yeah. I think, you know, obviously getting Anthony Davis with LeBron will, will help, yeah. but... And we but, just um, mentioned Houston. We don't know what yeah. they're going to do. You know. Yeah. There, I mean, there, there's all there's always a team or two where that you you they look really great on paper and then it just flames out spectacular. Um, is there? It, there's no more moves left, is there? This summer, not unless you want to trade Demar. That that has not. I guess that's the last thing I, I mentioned. The last thing was the last thing, but this is the ultimate last thing. Um, the Demar extension was a possibility uh, starting on July sixth. The yeah, Spurs and, could have offered and, him. And remains a possibility. And remains a possibility until the season starts. Uh, but that never seemed like the likeliest no. outcome, just because um, he's almost thirty years old. Um, you you aren't sure yet whether that's the guy you want to build around. And the to play devil's advocate next year, there's not a great free agent class. So if he opts out, it's not like you can go grab. Uh, one of the many guys who are available this year, those guys aren't going to be available to grab next year. But it's still a lot of money to commit to a guy who who may or may not have peaked. Yeah, and there's but there's still time to work that out. I mean, I, I think when Lamarcus was in this situation a few years ago, it was it was we were into training camp. It was September before they decided on an extension. So, you know, I, I don't I don't think it really means anything that it hasn't happened yet. Uh, we will continue to watch that for the rest of the summer. We're, we're counting on things to sort of slow down over the next uh, couple of weeks, but we will be back uh, in this fine studio with all the egg crates and uh, the, the great acoustics. And uh, we appreciate you, uh, you all taking the time to listen to the Spurs Insider, our NBA podcast from the San Antonio Express News. Get each day's top sports headlines delivered to your inbox at expressnews.com backslash newsletter. We will be back in a couple of weeks, maybe uh, around there. And uh, until then, you all take care of yourselves and keep it real. Read the San Antonio Express News.